Welcome to the Virtually Analog Podcast, where we explore board game arena and the ever-blurring line between board and video games. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Shay, and I love video games. How's it going, Shay? Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Good holidays there, Lex? Yeah, it was fine. I I bet you're having a better day than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? Tell us why, Lex. It's fine. Um, So basically... What happened was, um, I have a, a, I'm not going to name any names here. Uh, friends of mine who listen to the show will kind of know what I'm talking about already, but, uh, I have a Facebook group that I'm a part of, uh, that's board gaming oriented. And, uh, earlier today, pretty early in the morning, a friend of mine posted a poll asking people, he, he basically, he posted a poll asking like, uh, for people who keep track of their board game plays, there's, uh, some people like write down all their plays in a journal. Some people use, uh, Excel or whatever. Uh, there's also a board game stats app, which a lot of people use. Uh, part of my, you know, new year's resolution was to start tracking my, uh, plays again. Uh, but he basically posted a poll saying, for people who do this, um, is it okay for me to count my digital plays on my my apps, and can I count them towards my my like goals, my game related goals that I have? Uh, the big big the big one being the ten by ten, um, which if you're unfamiliar with the term, ten by ten is like a challenge that board gamers kind of put them put on themselves every year. You play where they ten try to games play. ten times. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, self-explanatory yeah um but basically he's saying you know the answer the answer to this I, question by the way is yes i just want of course it is it should no, yeah absolutely think, you you would think <laughs> you would think that this would be a non-issue and that <laughs> everyone would just click on the poll saying yes these should count uh that is so happy to see you happened. playing board games <laughs> why yeah why would we do that <laughs> That is absolutely not what happened. Um, one member actually um, wrote in another submission because if you're not like an admin, you can't lock the polls. So this person wrote in another submission oh my saying, God. saying, do whatever you want. And like the majority of people voted for that because for some reason in their mind, they couldn't uh, in good conscience like like, give their blessing to digital plays so their out was to say you know just do whatever you want who cares right yeah um but they knew they would be a jerk if they said no you can't right though there were some people let me tell you exactly how many people there was four people who said board games were meant to be played with other people sorry Board games were meant to be played with other people in person. Oh Online God. and digital versions are sometimes convenient, but shouldn't count. Oh, Jesus. And that drove me absolutely crazy. Uh, I basically went off in the comments uh, being <laughs> just like, this is so silly. Uh, basically, like I didn't know this until this year when I started using BG stats again is that BG stats actually allows you to import games from board game arena into their app. So my, my main argument (laughs) was why would they even, why would they even (laughs) include that if it wasn't, you know, kosher, if it wasn't a standard thing that people wanted to do, if like people 
didn't consider board like digital board gaming to be board gaming why would they even have that functionality in the app right yeah um and so it, yeah it's been it's been kind of cool to uh you know obviously board game arena keeps track uh keeps track of those stats as well but then you're missing out on your like in real life game plays so being able to just easily with a click of a button import all of your games into this app so you can compare and contrast like how much better you do you know playing in real life versus on the computer or like with certain people like that kind of stuff um you know that's really handy and yeah. uh i was there was a few other people that you know agreed with me <laughs> most of the people either said do whatever you want who cares or board digital board gaming should not count like they took the actual stance of uh, if you play digital board games, it's not as valid as if you play uh, physical board games. Man, gatekeeping like Which, this drives me insane. Uh, can you? That's the thing. Can you imagine liking a thing and then not wanting anyone else to like it with you? Like what? <laughs> unless How? unless it's the very specific the exact way same that way that you, that you like it. it. Come yeah. on, come on. Like we're not. Oh man, I I look so secondhand angry about this. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I did get into I, I wouldn't say like everything everybody in the comments, you know, it didn't devolve into like angry screaming at each other. Everybody was very respectful and very like uh understanding. There was a lot of teasing going on like from a few of my friends to like like to me and me dishing it out as well. Like that was not a big deal. But just knowing that, like, okay, it's, like, it's fine if you want to tease about it. And, like, if you say, like, oh, it doesn't matter, do whatever you want. Like, obviously, it's a gaming hobby. Like, of course, everybody just do what you want. Like, that goes without saying, right? Like, there's no yeah. moral implication to any of this. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't need to be said. But this, But there is this idea of, like, there's enough people who truly believe that digital board gaming uh is secondary and not as good and not as valid as physical board gaming and that stuff just doesn't sit right with me that really grinds my gears yeah to be like to yeah like you said just to like gatekeep like allison allison even got involved and she posted a comment talking about how like it's a matter of accessibility right like it's it's ableist is what it is like there's a lot of people it's it's classist and it's ableist right because there's a lot of people who a can't physically get with other people to play games for whatever reason right yeah. and also there are people who can't afford to like board gaming is not a cheap <laughs> hobby as we've talked about how much like all these stuff costs like one of the main points of this podcast is to like talk about how much money you save by playing, you know, on BGA and like yeah. uh, on tabletop table, uh, tabletop simulator and stuff like um, it's just maddening that, you know, this gatekeeping exists in mm -hmm. our hobby. And it's mm -hmm. just like, I understand. I, there are, there are a few people who were like, you know, the point of the 10 by 10 for me is to get the games that I have purchased played into the table and to play with other people in my like physical life and to, uh, you know, encourage everybody to play. And it's just like, okay, I get that. But then just like, why not just choose 10 by 10 games that aren't on board game arena 
<laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. that doesn't mean you need to like to completely dismiss the entire notion of playing games digitally. Right. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm going to do now? But what's that? I'm going to get this board game tracking app and I'm only going to do BGA games. <laughs> Yeah. I, I may play. That's board not going to be hard for you, Shay. I don't think you you do play board games. I I might, but it's not going to. It's not going in the app. That's for sure. <laughs> Good. Like board gamers have such tunnel vision in terms of like how much they love this ha- hobby and like why they like anybody who doesn't love board games. They there are some people who they can like see them as like ignorant or like just don't understand like oh i bet they've only played monopoly or whatever (sighs) right it's like it's like no like there's there's plenty of people who have like were forced to play Catan in college or whatever like me (laughs) and didn't enjoy the experience and you know if i hadn't got into it a few years later i would still just be playing video games (laughs) um and it was it was only because i uh when i first got involved in board gaming I didn't think there was anybody in my small town that I live in, in, Indi- in rural Indiana. I didn't think, like, my wife wasn't going to play these games with me. She does not like <laughs> games. I did not think there was going to be a single other person in the world um, to that, or, you know, not in the world, in our town, that would play these games with me. I've been proven wrong since then. I found out that there's quite a bit, uh, there's quite a few gamers in and I've made some really good friends through board gaming, and that's great, but for the first two or three years, if things like board game arena and tabletop simulator and Vassal and all these and digital, just digital implementation of board games, if those things didn't exist, I wouldn't be a board gamer. Like I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Um, they are, they aren't just secondary like tool. Like they aren't just like, Oh, well, you know, I can't get a group of people to play with me. Uh, you know, and that's what it sounds like is like what I'm saying. And it's not like the first few years, that was the only way. And now I have plenty of people to game with, but I still do most of my gaming on board game arena. <laughs> like I have a podcast so about board game <laughs> arena because exactly like I'm in this place in my life where actually sitting down to play a physical board game is not something I can do every day, but you know what I can do every day, multiple times a day check my phone and take my turn you know like it's just it's i just wish that um people would understand that just because they don't understand why something has value or they don't prefer that as as like a main way that doesn't mean that they get to just i i they can do whatever they want it's a free country i can't control how people think but just like well, if you, you don't, don't get to put like, people down for having a different yeah, opinion or a different way to you, enjoy a thing. Exactly, you, like yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I'm probably gonna cut half of this so I don't <laughs> piss anybody off. But I just had to get it off my chest because it's it's been like uh, you know, like I said, everybody was super. Like I have you know, I ha- I ha- nothing about what anybody said like actually offended me. A lot of the teasing and poking fun at were for people who I consider dear friends and uh, I enjoy arguing with these people. Um, and it just really uh, riled me up <laughs> in a very uh, entertaining way. Um, but uh, it's not those people that I'm like frustrated with. The people I'm frustrated with are these people 
who voted seriously like board games are meant to be played with other people in person online and digital ver versions are sometimes convenient but shouldn't count like that's we have an entire discord server with like more than 150 people who would like adamantly disagree with that statement <laughs> like there are there's a ton of people who own almost exclusively play board game arena games i i don't know if you saw that thread in the discord shay but one? someone was like uh someone was like oh yeah that game is great i bought it for my daughter for christmas or whatever and then someone another discord user was like oh my gosh i've been playing bga so much that i forgot that these were actual physical <laughs> games that you could buy Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. Oh, it was definitely so good. who we all uh, aspire to be. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think I, I can get off my high horse now uh, and we can move on. Well, actually, uh, it's gonna it continue. sounds like you're on What's the low a... horse. <laughs> the, the horse my, I guess my, yeah, I guess my get off my soapbox, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Uh, digital hashtag digital gaming matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Let me tell you something I'm angry about. Uh, so I read a list today uh, from the AV Club of the 14 most anticipated games of 2023. Mm. So I understand that all of these video game publications are paid handsomely to say that Final Fantasy VII Remake's sequel <laughs> is the, one of the best games that's ever going to come out in the history of video gaming. I understand that. Um, sure. I was shocked that Hades 2 is not on that list. What? Not on the list. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was... What about... Um... Silk Song. What about the Silk, hollow, the, yeah, yeah, Silk, Silk Song, Song is Silk Song okay. was like the third. Actually, hold on. Let me pull okay. up, let me pull up the list real quick. Uh Dead Space, which does look incredible. Wild Hearts, yeah. um, which is a monster hunter clone from the people who do Dynasty Warriors. So that mm -hmm. sounds horrible. Uh the this isn't even a game, all right? One of the entries on this list is DLC for the Horizon 2. <laughs> what I forget what the second one was called. Forbidden West? Forbidden something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the entries on this list is the Horizon Burning Shores DLC for that game. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, man. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which does look really good. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake uh the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom oh sure that one makes sense. okay this one drives me insane street fighter 6 <laughs> get out of here when stop it the last time a street fighter game has been relevant <laughs> oh my god Oh man! D oh my God! All right, this one too. Okay, Diablo Four. Diablo's Diablo Four. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Final Fantasy Sixteen and the Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, which is the sequel to the Final Fantasy Seven remake. Not. Oh wow. man, I'm. That whole series is just a snake kind of eating its own tail at this point. Uh it? no, they they are they're evolving in a little bit. Um, yeah. Not enough to 
uh, justify. <laughs> we need to get Aaron on the show to talk about <laughs> that uh, that stuff. Uh, we're not qualified to talk about Final Fantasy related <laughs> sub- topics, but yeah, um, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, uh, yeah, some game good. called that's Redfall from the people who butchered uh, Deathloop, uh, Starfield. A game that Bethesda is really hoping is going to hold everybody over until Elder Scrolls <laughs> Six, <laughs> and that's that's it. That's the list. Also, I want to point wow. out that was not even fourteen games; it was twelve. <laughs> Come on, AV Club. Uh, yeah, your, get your act together. Yeah. All right, um, Shane. It's been twenty minutes. We yeah. have not even. <laughs> Let's talk about a let's talk about a board game. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do what we do on the show and talk about a board game that you can play that will count towards your plays (laughs) on your BG stats. Uh, A game, a little game called Castles of Burgundy. Um, so in Castles of Burgundy, you use your dice to build settlements and powerful castles, practice trade along the river exploit silver mines, and use your knowledge of travelers. You'll score points when breeding animals, completing regions, selling goods, and various other means. No kidding, various other means. Lots of various <laughs> other um, but you'll have to play wisely in order to be able to use your dice whatever number is rolled. Otherwise, you'll have to use workers if you still have some. This game was designed by Stefan Feld, and the art was by Julian Delval and Harold Lesky. It was published by Aaliyah, in 2011, and it was developed for Board Game Arena by uh, Fafa FR, is how I'm going to choose. Seems right. It can be, yeah. Uh, on Board Game Arena, it can be played two to four players. Uh, the time says 45 to 60 minutes, which, if you're playing for your first time, it's definitely not going to be that. <laughs> uh, and also, I have a problem with the complexity rating on Board Game Arena. Three out of five. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't know about that. I think that's closer to a four. Yeah. I think that's closer to a four. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, I mean, that little description that Board Game Arena has kind of kind of sums it up pretty nicely. Uh, basically, on your turn, you're going to roll two dice, and then uh, whatever those dice numbers are you'll get to choose an action and those actions are usually either taking a uh, tile there's like animal tiles and building tiles and knowledge tiles and mine mines and like i said all that stuff and you take those and you add them to your like three spaces on your player board or you can take those tiles and add them to your estate um and adding most of the time when you add a, to- a, a tile to the estate, it will trigger an extra ability depending on what that tile is. Uh, some of them score points. Some of them let you take extra tiles or place extra tiles. Um, there's a bit of set collecting in the game as well because if you're the first one to fill all of your uh, uh, spaces of a certain type of tile, like if you're the first one to get all three mines on the board, then um, you get like a bonus points for doing that. Um, yeah, there's just a whole kind of uh, smorgasbord of ways to score points in this game. Um, I think that just to jump into my pros right away, one of my usually I don't like games with a whole lot of luck because uh, I'm the least luckiest person when it comes to board games to ever <laughs> live. Um, and so 
like the fact that you roll dice on your turn and you have to use those dice to do what you want normally that would set me off in a very bad way <laughs> like i would be rolling dice that i couldn't do anything with in this game you always have something you can do with your dice roll even if it's just taking workers in order to manipulate your other dice um basically i haven't talked about this yet but you can spend workers that you get throughout the game um to manipulate your dice, each one worker, you can go up or down on your dice and you can wrap it from like one to six and so forth. So um, really there's just this whole myriad of ways to uh, try out different strategies. You're never really locked into one thing. If someone takes the tiles that you need, you can go in a different direction and try to just squeeze out as many points as you possibly can. I think it is one of the best examples of dice manipulation in board gaming. And that's like one of my favorite um, mechanics in board games is like the ability to manipulate your luck and try to uh, maximize your points based off of like, obviously if you get super lucky and you have exactly the tiles you need and you're able to not take workers ever, you're obviously gonna score a lot higher but it is still possible to beat other people just by paying attention and uh, you know, being able to switch strategies and switch gears. You, you can get really good at this game, um, which is not something that you can do with a lot of kind of luck-driven games. But yeah, uh, my other pro is that the round structure is so clean and straightforward. Um, it, you basically have... Uh, uh, I think it's five rounds and each round has five turns and that's it. Like uh, a lot of my problems with other games like this, like I'll go back to Catan. Um, Catan, you never know when it's going to end. <laughs> like Catan or Monopoly, <laughs> like I hate the fa like games that are like open-ended with no, uh, you know, set ending, right? Yeah. Um, the fact that you just know like, okay, we have three turns left. Like I really like that in this game. Um, what about you, Shay? Do you have some pros to talk about? I do. Lots of ways to score points, to, uh, manipulate your board and your turn to get extra actions, etc., etc. Um, you're really not out of the game until you really are. <laughs> <laughs> it can feel like you're out of the game uh, very early on. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. But like you said, if you have a strategy that you're going for, you can pivot real quick. Um, yeah. Like there's there's lots of ways to get points. Um, and uh, I really enjoy that about this game. I also like that it wraps up cleanly after a yeah. set number of turns. Uh, that is great. Like you, I hate when games could just go on forever. <laughs> so uh, there this are game... games that over overstay their welcome. Yeah. Um, and this does not feel this can be a really long game, especially when you're playing it in real life and like having to constantly check like what the powers do the titles yeah. do or whatever yeah this can this can be a kind of a longer game but i never feel like i'm always like oh my gosh it's the last round already when did that happen <laughs> right yeah i still have so much of my estate to cover like yeah what, what am i gonna what am i gonna do yeah um yeah. such good tension in this really, game really yeah. It, yeah it really makes me want any good euro and that's what this game is. Definitely, uh, it's one of the best Euros, in my opinion. Okay, um, Lex, any, I'm going to stop you right there, that? real quick. You yeah, brought yeah. up Euros a lot on the show. <laughs> Without um, ever explaining it. I have just kind of been guessing what it means. So if you could just break down what a Euro is, real quick. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So 
Um, basically, it's it's called a Euro mostly because these games were first kind of started in Germany. Um, games like Catan, games like uh, this game, where um, it's kind of like there's still a theme, but it's more abstract than like uh, like a war game, right? Like mm-hmm. in a war game, you have little troops and they're actually like little figures, right? And you're going around and you're um, like rolling dice and taking actions and like uh, even games like, uh, uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, did I did I ever send you that video that's like Ameritrash yeah. versus yeah. Euros? Like yeah. that kind of thing hopefully kind of gave you an idea of like what a Euro is. <laughs> There's yeah. a great ProZD video out there. I'll put it in the episode notes of this episode um, where he talks about like it's a very uh, – you know, um, <laughs> Stark for contrast. comedic effect, it's a yeah. it's a it's a exaggeration. Yeah, but basically, like the idea is like uh, euros are all just about victory points, and like you are <laughs> man- managing resources and manipulating uh, uh, you know your actions so that you can score the most victory points. <laughs> a lot of them are set in like um, medieval time period and like me- like famous medieval cities. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, that's also probably why they got the name euros. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's kind of a hard, like (laughs) whenever someone asks if a game is a euro, (laughs) there's always going to be some people who are like, yeah, this game's a euro. And some people are like, what are you talking about? This doesn't have anything that qualifies it. It's kind of like the term roguelike. I was just about to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you know it when you see it but even if you call something a euro or roguelike someone's gonna be like "Mm, actually it doesn't fully (laughs) fit yeah and then they'll tell you that you can't play board games digitally (laughs) yeah exactly uh yeah Uh, i tend i tend to prefer euros for the most part my two kind of favorite um classification or categories of games are euros and cooperative games yeah uh there's very few like good cooperative euro games but they do <laughs> exist um but can you, can you uh, name yeah, one so, right now off the uh, top of your head oh uh mm, <laughs> or are we cutting see. this part <laughs> yeah we're gonna cut this part i think yeah that's um, fine yeah there's a game called orleone which is one of my favorite mm. and i got an expansion uh, that allows you to play it cooperatively, and it's a lot of fun. So that's oh, probably nice. my answer. But yeah, there you go. Um, most people are like, "That's not the correct pl- way to play that game. It's supposed Ugh. to be competitive." And it's God, like, geez. no, I like playing it cooperatively. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So that is what a euro is. This game is a euro, uh, like heart and soul. Like the fact that these tiles, um, you know, they're just basically. Uh, you know, they either score you points or they allow you to take extra actions. And but they're all just at the heart of it. They're just like tiles, right? Yeah. They're either tiles or cubes or these like really simple stripped down things to represent like more complex ideas. Gotcha. That's kind of like what the what a heart of the euro is. So cool. Um, thank you for clearing yeah. that up. Anyway, uh, oh, to get back to your pro. Sorry about like. <laughs> You you feel like you're not out of this game until you are. I can't tell you like the usually I consider like a good score of this game around like 
180 to 200 points. Like that's after you've played it quite a few times Ooh. and you know your strategy. <laughs> and and, and a, in a two-player game where you're not fighting for tiles and stuff too much, uh, a good score is about 200 points. I'm happy if I ever break 200 points. Um, I don't but, think you and I have gotten close to that. <laughs> I think I scored oh, you 190 did, in one You did once, games. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but certainly I will haven't. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that most of the time when I play this game, usually the the lead differential, the point differential between first place and second place is within five points. Yeah. Usually it's a crazy, crazy close game. Uh, even when people think like, oh, I'm I'm 40 points down and we're going into the last round. There's no way I can win this. The game does such a great job of like balancing itself. Uh, the tempo of it is just incredible. Like you'll go, you'll score a bunch of points one round and then score nothing the next. And then other people will be taking advantage of like scoring the points that they didn't in the previous round. Um, and it just ends up being such a tight race all the way to the finish. And yeah, it's what I really like about this game. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as cons go, I'll, I'll go into probably my only con, which is because they're all just tiles, um, learning the game. It's like these little <laughs> tiles have these tiny little symbols and you just have to be like, wait, what is that? Like the first time I played this game, we just, my sister and I had the, a rule book out. This was one of the first board games I ever bought. I bought it for half off and I heard it was really good and we got it in my sister who was still living us, with us at the time. Uh, we set it up <laughs> and we had like just a thousand different tiles um, and it took us forever to get through the game. But at the end of it, my sister was like, this is probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. Like, she really, really enjoyed it. And I did too, but uh, it really had a big impact on her. But just like trying to learn what all those tiny little icons mean <laughs> is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it is so hard. Yeah. Um, but that's probably my only my only real, real con to it. But. Yeah. Going along with uh, your con there, Lex, um, do not play this game on mobile until you absolutely understand what every tile looks like and does. Uh, because I got real cocky after our first game um, <laughs> and decided to play this game on mobile and they don't have like the tooltips uh, on mobile. So I had no idea what I was what what I was building in my uh, little sandbox of a home um, and subsequently got crushed. So learn my lesson there. Um yeah. So also kind of going. Yeah. Usually when I, when I'm, when I'm teaching a game, my first on the first game, uh, I'm, I won't say we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like I, I try to play in a way that's going to give, uh, I'm basically not going to put my foot foot on your throat. The first game, right? <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw it either. Like I'm going to do my best to win. I didn't like let you win. Uh, I think you did well. And like I said, you were on the computer. So you were able to kind of like, figure it out and actually like, you know, make the right moves and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so you ended up winning the first game kind of, you know, 
completely fair and square. Uh, but I think that uh, after that, I'm just like, okay, you won the first game. <laughs> you got it. You must get it, right? Out. <laughs> I'm not going to take any uh, leniencies at all on this uh, on these next few games. Um, and that uh, that probably, you know, I should have realized that, like, even though you won that first game, you know, whenever you play kind of a complicated game like this, like, it's going to take a few plays for it to really click for for anyone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, sh- yeah, <laughs> probably wasn't at my best form. To, <laughs> oh to be oh like, no, I okay. I definitely got too big for my britches on that one. <laughs> but yeah, that being said, there are lots of ways to score points, which can be hard to keep track of. And uh, you know, yeah. if you're playing somebody who's competent, all of the ways that you might pivot <laughs> after one of your like scoring plans fails. Um, they can be snatched out from under you one at a time, um, and you can kind of get lost in the weeds a little bit. Um, and then the last, yeah, I think the last thing one. that uh, kind of not irritates me, but like, I don't know, it, it gives it like a kind of a negative vibe, I guess. But um, the boat mechanic, like if you pick up one of the blue tiles, basically what it does is it advances your token on the turn tracker, and whoever's furthest ahead gets to go first. Um, and if you don't roll like boats your first couple turns it can and your opponent does it can be a little disheartening to try to kind of chase that down um and so you may at least in my case i kind of steered clear of that and then ended up losing a different mechanic because like i just didn't feel like the boats were worth going after so um yeah i just and it can be frustrating because then not only do you lose out on on those and getting on getting those boats but then you're going second for the rest of the game yeah it's much more it's it's much more apparent in a two-player game this game scales pretty well from two to three and four but the boat mechanic is something where in a two-player game it's just like well one person got all the boats yeah so i guess i'm going second <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the game yeah and you do have to kind of pivot around that and just be like okay I have to play in a way where I'm okay not getting first choice on everything. Right. 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 Um, which can be really, really difficult. Yeah. You just have to uh, accept that you're not going to get a silver mine ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, you talk about that with the blues, but I've had two player games where I've been more frustrated with frustrated with not getting, uh, not being able to get any mines because, uh, at least there's a lot of options for blue, like every round, at least two blues come Mm -hmm. out and you have opportunity for more where there's only ever going to be one, maybe two mines every turn. Yeah. And if you don't, those are you like usually in the early game, those are the first to go because later on in the game, after like round two or three, those mines don't ba- generate nearly enough value for you. Yeah. Um, so that can be really frustrating as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get that for sure. Yeah. But, but otherwise that's my cons. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You wanna- um, well, great. Let's uh, let's talk about is this game better in real life or BJ? Shay, you don't know how long I thought about this question. Yeah, and still what with this I, I answer? Have, I have I can't answer this question. It is this game is so good in real life, but it is also so good on board game arena. Unless it's mobile, it's, and and the dis- <laughs> <laughs> unless you don't know what you're doing here. Um, just the fact that like um 
the the there's also a digital app which we haven't talked about yet. It's like nine bucks. The graphics are really fancy, and um, it's uh, the lay the like the format is different and stuff. It it's fine. It's pretty good, but you know I have Board Game Arena, so why would I play it on <laughs> anything else? Um, that being said, but, you own that app. <laughs> but the fact that I, yeah, that's true. I do have that. I had that app before they added the game. Oh, okay, to Board Game Arena, all right. In my, in my defense. <laughs> Um, but I honestly don't know. I think it's the, it's a great game to play. The only, the only reason why I wouldn't say in real life, like I'd prefer to play it in real life. Is it set up, Lex? uh, First of all, I, yeah, it's set up. One, first of all, it's the setup. Uh, second of all, I'm feeling petty about uh, the <laughs> Facebook argument. <laughs> and now I should say that no game, all games are better digital. No. Um, I think that uh, what's really nice about playing this, the other thing that's really nice about playing this on Board Game Arena is that as of right now, there's actually two different editions of this game. There is the first edition and the anniversary edition. And the first edition does not look great. (laughs) (laughs) That's the edition that I have. Like I said, I bought it. I'm pretty sure when I bought it, the 20th edition had just come out. And so I was like, ooh, this game is half off. I'm going to grab it because I heard it's really good. Um, It looks bad. (laughs) It's not a good looking game at all. There's so much beige and just like not being able to tell any of the tiles apart. It's not, it's not, not good at all. Yeah. Um, the 20th edition is a, or the, the anniversary edition is a little bit better. Um, what's great about board game arena is you can switch between the two. Yeah. So if you prefer one edition, uh, at even like mid game, you can just switch between the two different kind of skins of this game, Yeah. which is very cool, uh, which is great. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't have a good answer for this one. I think this game is wonderful on both board game arena and in real life. All right. I can't say which Fair one enough. is better. Um, how much does it cost? <laughs> so this, when I put this, this in on another, our, our uh, show notes, this might be another reason why the BGA is better. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get this game anywhere from a range of $20 to three hundred dollars <laughs> now wait let me explain don't go away yet. um so like i said there's two different there's actually nowadays uh pretty soon a kickstarter is going to fulfill for a third uh, and kind of i think it's supposed to be like the final edition like the the what it all kind of has accumulated to yeah um it is kind of the deluxified edition and uh that was on kickstarter um re- last year and the lowest pledge for the Kickstarter. Hang on, let me see. Uh, okay, so it's Castles and Bur- Burgundy Special Edition mm-hmm. by Awakened Realms, and it is the lowest tier is ninety five pounds. Woof. Um, yeah, that's the lowest tier. Uh, that's just like without any of the extra expansions, without any of the extra like fancy stuff. The highest tier that you can go on is 267 euros <laughs> with shipping it's going to be closer to about 300 dollars um and that comes with just like it comes with like pre-painted minis like they have actual like minis of the castles and of the ships and of the animals and they're all pre-painted uh these really nice acrylic tiles um and just 
the whole shebang really um double layered player boards like a lot of just like they went all out um so if this if castles of burgundy is your favorite game ever (laughs) and you want the most like obscenely overproduced version of it uh it's out there (laughs) but if you're a normal person a normal human being who doesn't like to throw away three hundred dollars um, you can actually get this for, like I said, you can get the anniversary edition, which looks much better. If you want to play with people who have color blindness, I would very much steer away from the first edition. Um, the second edition fixes a lot of the colorblind stuff. So it's usually around like 40 or 50 bucks. If you can buy it on sale, you might be able to get it as low as 30. But then I'm pretty sure I got my first edition for $15. So, um, yeah, that's usually around the, or you can just play it for free on board game. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's how much it costs. It's not really a, a, a it's kind of a complicated answer, but uh, so real um, quick, and how does I, it play? for whatever yeah. reason I could not find the conversion to from dollar to oh. pound sterling, yeah. um. But uh, in U.S. dollars, that is three hundred and sixty-five dollars. So wow, yeah, is that is that true now? Yeah, has the dollar really tanked that bad? Yeah, baby. Wow, because bef- like when I <laughs> when I backed this, the, the <laughs> dollar was just about the same as the pounds. So uh, well, it has not been the case for a long time. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> Ooh, this is a rough chart to look at. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not get uh, depressed by our current uh, economic situation. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I think that this game, like, if you want to buy the first, if you don't care about it looking good, you just want a good game for as cheap as you can get it. Uh, buying the first edition is fine. Um, the anniversary one is what I'd recommend. If you love this game as much as I do, uh, and you can afford it, go ahead and splurge on the on the crazy special edition. <laughs> uh, how does this play async? I think this game plays phenomenally async. I think the fact that you only are doing two actions on your turn, um, but there's a lot of like thought and like strategy behind those two actions, and so, a lot of times you're doing three really. Because uh, one of those other actions probably got you a bonus action. Uh, if you have a really good turn, you might be even doing like four or five actions. Um, but the fact that like you're kind of you're not too concerned about what your opponent's doing, and you're just kind of focusing on your own thing means that uh, when you take your phone out to take your turn, you immediately you immediately know exactly what your options are. And if you need to pivot strategies, you can do that on the fly. I think this game plays really, really well async. Would you agree with that? Jim? I would. I would. It's the only way we've played it. Just so. not just not mobile. Yeah, not mobile. Not mobile, <laughs> not mobile until you're a pro. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, that that leads us to our tier rating. Yeah. Or, this might be where things get a little uh, <laughs> heated on this podcast. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Where you at, Lex? Yeah. I want to hear your you first. So, if if I didn't know how you felt about this game already, uh-huh. I would want to say that this is a a low S tier game. Okay. Um, 
it's a game that I am almost always willing to play. Um, it, all of the cons that we talked about are, are for me personally are stuff that I've gotten over a long time ago. And I just like, every time I play this game, it's really close. I'm always itching to play it again right after I'm done with it. Um, I would like to, I knowing what I know about how you feel about this. Well, Lex, can I just tell you, can I tell you where I'm at? Yeah. Uh, I'm at a mid a yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I would say I am willing to go down to A. Um, I think A is fine. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, it, it, almost everybody I've showed this game to has really enjoyed this. And it was funny, like, when we were playing this, like, the second or third time, and you were just like, I just don't think it's clicking for me. And I feel bad because, like, so many people, like, were telling us, like, oh, I can't wait till you get played to <laughs> shake out of Burgundy. Like, it's such a great game. And it's like... And I feel like that might have hyped it up too much. Well, <laughs> for I, you maybe? I mean, so to be honest with um, you, Lex, like talking about it yeah. through this episode, I have kind of realized that the things that I didn't like about it were not about the game. You know what I mean? Like the the boat, the boat thing, the turn track. Um, that yeah. I think is is really the only true con that I have with the game. Um, yeah, and I I think it was just that it didn't click, but like. Even while we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this game. I just need to play it on my computer more. <laughs> Basic, basically, yeah. I just okay, need to be cool. patient and not want to play throughout the day uh, is what it comes sure. down to. <laughs> and that, that can be really hard when we're, like, getting through our games of register. Oh, yeah. These, like, house. really <laughs> quick games that we, like, burn through, like, yeah. eight turns in, a, I wish in 20 minutes. Board Game Arena, I wish Board Game Arena had a setting that was, like, notify like put this game on pause right or like notify me about this game at the end of the day so that like you can play other games uh because you know how like you have that button that's like take me to the next game right um if you if you are deciding to not take a turn in one of your games you're having to constantly click through that game to get to your other other games yeah um which can be really frustrating so well, if your I brain that, if your brain uh, works like mine, I, I see that it's my turn. I'm like, I have to go. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I have, have to go. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, you know that would be really nice a function to like put a game in sleep mode or whatever, yeah. or like only make it so like it gives you notifications during a certain time. Um, could be could be good. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's fine. So I think I think an A. I think mid A is fine. Yeah. honestly. Um, it's a solid game. I think any lower, and we would have people with <laughs> we uh, burned alive, pitchforks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> torches and pitchforks after us. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's a really good game. Cool. Well, so normally we do two, uh, two, um, games, but because I decided to rant for twenty <laughs> minutes at the start of the show, uh, we're just gonna do Castle Burgundy. Castle Burgundy is kind of a big enough game to kind of stand on its own anyway. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh let's talk a little bit. Um, I uh there's not oh my gosh I can't re- can't believe it's actually been so long since we've recorded that. Um, there's been quite a games that have come out on Board Game Arena. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean we have about half of that like, uh, winter calendar. <laughs> yeah, that we didn't go over. I know. Uh, some of the big ones were uh, Caper Europe, which oh, uh, so good. I quite played quite a bit. Shay. Yeah. Yeah. Shay really likes that one. It's good. It's good. It's a good game. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. 
Um, it's a wonderful I world is out of beta. We've talked about that game it's before. Finally, yeah, yeah dropped fully um, released. Really, really, really good. Um, I really hope they add some of the. Uh, there's actually a campaign um, expansion to It's a Wonderful World oh that God. I would love to try someday. Um, <laughs> it's not on Board Game Arena, unfortunately. But and then what other uh, latest on Board Game Arena? Um, oh, um. Did we talk about Caverna? I can't remember if we did, but that came out. I think we did talk about Caverna already. Did you? Uh, War Chest. We did play Ooh, War yeah. Chest as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll do an episode on War Chest. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, spoilers alert. But um, oh, you know yeah, what? So Speaking of Gunshell Pass, um, their yeah. dual wielding update is oh. here, which means that they're yes. getting closer and closer to beta. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, we're very, very excited for that game to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Some might say too excited. <laughs> Nunchuck Pass continues to be our top played game. Uh, I guess we play a lot of Regicide too. Regicide is very, very good too. But I think Regicide might is, might be more just by virtue of the fact that it's quicker to play. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Plus, we lose that game yeah. a lot. Uh, <laughs> when we're in front of people yeah it doesn't take as long because <laughs> we're losing so much um yeah no i think that uh we've been doing a lot of that uh something else that we started doing uh is a virtually analog music league so there's a new app called oh i don't know how new it is actually maybe i'm just old and i hadn't heard about it till now but there's an app called music league um and you connect your Spotify to it, and you can get these groups of your friends, and also just strangers, but you know, <laughs> mostly your your friends and family, um, to it into a, a league where you every day there is a different prompt of like you know uh, we've up from, from up till now we've done like what's your favorite cover song or what's your favorite guilty pleasure, and you submit a song, and then once everybody submitted a song, we all get to vote on them. And then uh, it's revealed who submitted what and who voted on what. And then uh, whoever is winning, you know, is is winning the league or whatever. You're trying to, you do, you know, you can customize how many rounds you do and what the prompts are and all that stuff. It's It's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun talking with you and, and Kelsey and, yeah. and Allison and Jacob and Ricky about all, all that. Um so if you're interested in that, you can still you can join the league at any time uh, in between rounds um, and you can join us on our discord. I'll put the link in the show notes and there's a channel in the discord called uh, Music League and you can find all the information on how to join us if that sounds like something that would be interesting to you. It's a really great way to learn about new music and see what everybody else uh, you know is listening to these days. Um, after that, Awesome Games Done Quick is going on right now. Usually I'm like gun-ho, like all in on Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick. I haven't been following it a whole lot this year. I'm probably going to start like as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch that. Um, and yeah, uh, in that vein, uh, Virtually Analog is now streaming again. It's been a while. I did not have a webcam for a long time. 
now I do have a web, web clown, but I think I just blew out like <laughs> two of my USB ports. So <laughs> maybe this news is premature, <laughs> but uh, hopefully I can I can fix that and we can start streaming again. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun do, doing the two streams. Uh, like Shay said, you can come watch us lose at games <laughs> that we claim to be really good at. Um, it's it's fun. Uh, so you can find that at twitch.tv slash virtually analog. Um, so Shay, hit us with some video game news. Yeah, January, real quiet for video games. No one, no yeah. one cares about uh, video games in January. So, my first bit of video game news is that the last, the Last of Us show is dropping on HBO Max on Sunday. Um, you should act now because HBO is apparently raising their prices to cover their colossal ineptitude since the Discovery takeover, <laughs> which is just brutal. Um, yeah. Yeah, despite the fact that they're like, they've also taken off a ton of their stuff. Like, it's just not on their streaming platform anymore. Like their shows, uh, yeah. it's just wild that they want more money for it for a bad thing. Anyway, uh, Last <laughs> of Us dropping uh, January, God, January fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Yep, I think it's gonna be good. It looks good to me. But yeah, I'm gonna watch we'll, it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, after, after I <laughs> which saw which is the the bar for good <laughs> video game adaptations is so. I was low just gonna say that. Yeah. After I watched the first couple episodes of the Halo show, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could why, only be better. Why, Shay, why did you watch that? <laughs> Even I knew to stay away. Yeah. From that. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, rough. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. yeah all right um anyway but yeah um uh next? bad news uh for the next two uh speaking of silk song uh which we talked about earlier actually that may not have been the episode <laughs> <laughs> no we definitely we definitely did you could say that yeah. um so silk song <laughs> there was a silk song early access scam email going around which i think is really funny but uh really wasn't big news um I definitely, it's a good thing I did not get that email because I <laughs> definitely would have fallen for it. I would 100% would have seen Silk Song Early Access. I would have clicked <laughs> all of the links in that email immediately, put in all of my passwords, put in all of my credit card and my social security. I would have done anything to get early access to Silk Song. Oh, 100%. That's funny. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, that's that's about it on that that one. Um, that's sad. more bad news. Sad people too. Uh, a game that came out uh, about uh, I want to say like two months ago, the Callisto Proto- Callisto Protocol. Um, I guess didn't credit about twenty of their devs, which is wild. Uh, that number includes senior devs and key contributors to the game, um, and apparently they just ugh. left them out of the credits. So such BS. Super. Um. Yeah, and then Lex, I don't really know about this one, so if you want to talk about that last one, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, so uh, Spirit Fair, I haven't played it yet. I've been really wanting to. I was thinking about buying it for Switch, and I just never got around to it. Uh, Spirit Fair is kind of an I I don't know how to I would I wish Dan was here, he'd be <laughs> able to spl- explain it way better than me. Um, it's kind of like you, it's a side scroller, but you're taking care of this boat, and you're and you're supposed to be. Uh, ferrying spirits to like the afterlife or whatever. Um, apparently it makes you cry very hard <laughs> and I'm very excited 
I'm very excited to cry very hard. Um, and uh, it's actually, I, I'm glad I didn't buy it for my Switch because you can now play it for free on mobile. Uh, well, not free. I shouldn't say free. You can play it with a Netflix subscription. So Netflix has been doing some games like included on their mobile app, which is cool. But most of the time, those games are are doo doo. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so the fact that they put out like a really good, really highly uh, acclaimed indie game out on mobile for free with you know if you have a Netflix subscription is really really cool, and I hope we see more of that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so, about it. I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, like I mentioned a little bit ago, we are streaming on Twitch. Uh, if uh, if you want us to play anything specifically, normally we just pl- you know dick around and play board game <laughs> arena games. Uh, if there's anything you want to see us play, video games or board games, feel free to shoot us an email at virtuallyanalog at gmail.com. Uh, you can find uh, links to our past episodes and our Discord and Facebook and all the places where you can come and be a part of our community at uh, virtuallyanalog.info. Uh, please do that. I think that one of the most fun parts of doing all of this is like finding new friends from all over the place. Uh, um, one of the people who is doing like the music league with us on our discord is someone who found the podcast through like other ways and, uh, her submissions have been awesome. So I think that, um, it's really, it's a really great thing to see. Um, please just, you know, play, if you want to play games on board game arena, we're always, uh, you know, down for that. Um, just join our Discord and, and you have uh, basically free access to us. So <laughs> if you want to stalk and murder us, that's the way well, to do Well, I was going to say, you did um, drop the name of the city that you live in in this episode. So. <laughs> did, did I? I thought I. Nope, I, you, I thought no, I you definitely did. I, no, I said a rural town in. in right. Indiana, and then like I, three seconds immediately later. Immediately after that. I, <laughs> I'll bleep that out. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is about going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next time. Bye.